everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Behavior Mom. This is Jen, Christine, Rose, and we know it's been a while. We've been in hiding during quarantine, and I think we're finally escaping our home, so we decided to do a podcast today. Yes. Very excited. I did my first outdoor dining experience on Sunday, I think it was. Mm. Yeah. Where? Not Sunday. Saturday. Um, Tom Tom. Oh, yes. My friend went there, actually. It was very good. It was very good. It was my first time going there. And the only reason I even went there was because they were doing free oysters during this quarantine. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we actually waited in line for it, and it was amazing. So I was like, we have to go eat there. And it was... The food is good. Yeah. yeah the food is it, it was good. really good. I was... I can't so... believe you've never been there. How did we not go there? I don't know. I absolutely mm. loved it. Everything we Pretty ordered sure was phenomenal. Yeah. Very good. And the funniest part, <laughs> I don't know if you guys seen the, not, it's not a meme, it's a video on Instagram. I'll have to send it to you. It's like these guys in Greece at the Greek islands and like how to do, how to do a restaurant with the social distancing. And they're like standing six feet away, just throwing the drinks at the people. <laughs> yeah. I love it. No, I it was pretty much what I was envisioning when we we're going to go out. But no, it was like completely, it was like completely normal. normal. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy. Except for the mask um, part. And I can't wait to be done with, like, we didn't have to wear masks, but obviously they did. But I cannot wait to be done with these masks. I know. It's not even good for your health. It's just like, I don't even know what to say. I know. Anyway. But that's my, my rant for today. So I'm going on Friday, so I have to wear a mask until I'm actually eating. Is that the No, rule? we didn't. Oh, okay. But we also stayed outside. Like, you don't go through the restaurant. At least we didn't. Yeah, no, we'll be outside, too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, bring it just in case someone says something to you. But honestly, what I've seen, the common thread is people aren't bothering people about masks. Unless you're walking into a store. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah. So, we're going to go strawberry picking this weekend, and I'm going to bring a mask just in case. But if I'm outdoors and there's nobody around me, I'm not wearing a mask. Right. Hell no. So, no way. I think it's ridiculous. Honestly, I literally start suffocating. I don't do good with that stuff. Excuse no, me, guys. I, I need, like, a latte. This is Behavior Moms coffee with Behavior Moms. I you know, don't sound like you've had your coffee. I'm actually drinking. Let's see what I'm drinking today, guys. Montauk Hard Seltzer. Oh, there you go. So we'll pretend it's coffee. Yes, let's pretend. Rose, do you got anything? I actually don't. Nothing is new here, unfortunately. The days just keep going by. But I'm excited that we can go out now. Okay. But I actually really haven't quarantined myself. I think I'm, I don't even know. I don't want to be judged. We're just going to leave it at that. It's okay. No <laughs> judgment here, girl. I'm going to be coming to your pool anyway, uninvited. So if you find me, if I'm you not find over. something floating around in the pool, it's not a duck. It's me. It's yes. You. I want to come over for the pool too. <laughs> let's do it. And of course to see you, Rose. And the- oh, yes. Yes. And- yes, let's do it. And little memes. Um, yes. All right. So here we go. So today, guys, for those of you who are listening, uh, do tell your friends about us because we are freaking funny. I don't think, <laughs> if I may say so myself. Um, we're going to be talking about timeouts. So, yes. And is it a do or a don't? And if you're a doer, how are you doing it? So that's basically going to be the combo for tonight. Like it. I like it. Who wants to kick it off? Rose, do you want to go first? Christine? 
Um, let Rose go first because sure. I'm here for the advice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I Time definitely out. need some advice right now. So go ahead, Rose. What do you I don't talking? know if you want my advice, but timeout. Um, when the kids were younger, now you know, as everyone knows, I have a 13, almost 13 year old and a 15 year old. I definitely use timeout and it was effective. I mean, I think the biggest thing is you have to follow through. If you don't follow through, then, it, you know, in the beginning, it was hard for me to follow through, especially with my son. But then I was realizing the more I would follow through, it was effective. I mean, now that they're older, obviously, I don't use timeout. Yeah. Um, and punishment's hard. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't punish my kids often. And but when I do, I know a lot of people that have teenagers like take away the phone or take away electronics. And I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing, but I realize that my kids are kind of different or I shouldn't say, I mean, different from all kids, but um, they're not electronics types, type of kids. Like they're not very big into their electronics. So if I took the phone away from my daughter or my son, they would probably laugh at me because they don't care about their phones. Yeah. So I actually, when I punish them, I mean, it's not necessarily a timeout, but I guess it's you know, the teenage version of timeout, I actually take away something that they care about. So, um, you know, with my son, he, you know, like, again, because he's not big into electronics, I would take away him, like going somewhere with his friends, or for my daughter, I would actually take away, which is horrible, but I'm going to just own it. Like I do get her lessons, extra lessons for her activities. And I actually take those away more than, so I don't take the activity away because I don't agree with punishing through the activity, but the extras that I get her that she likes to succeed, I take those things away because those are the things she actually cares about. She does not care about her phone or her TV um, or anything like that. So I think though the advice is to follow through is the most important thing is to make sure you follow through. Agree, a hundred percent. That goes with anything when it comes to kids. If you're one way one day, different way another day, yeah. sending big signals, and then you get that erratic behavior, and that's why you have kids that are like so up and down with consistency. If we're not consistent, so consistency starts with us, hundred percent. Right. One of the other things I'll just add to when my kids were younger, it was a huge mistake that I made, was that I was losing control a lot when they were younger. So I would put them in timeout, but I was so enraged or so angry at them that I would actually yell at them while they were in the timeout. And I had kind of learned over time just to put them in their timeout, not say anything and don't engage them and let them have their little fit or whatever they were doing. And then when the timeout was over that I would go over and make, you know, just reiterate why they were in timeout. Yeah, um, make right. them apologize exactly. and things like that. But I would like in the beginning, I would like put them in the corner and then I would be yelling and it was it wasn't effective. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to um, chime in on the, the procedural part of it after you kind of but you you hit the main points, obviously. So consistency is definitely key. And in terms of timeout, timeout's supposed to be from attention. Right. So if you're sitting there, as was mentioned, if you're sitting there scolding your child or reprimanding them and that while they're in timeout 
um, you're actually feeding into the attention component. So that is not timeout. Timeout is timeout from attention, timeout from the activity or what have you um, in that moment. Um, but I do want to circle back in terms of timeout. I am for it, but I think it has to, the punishment needs to fit the crime, if you will. Um, right. It is effective when used properly. And I think that's dangerous for parents because then it becomes the go-to for everything. Right. And that is definitely a no-no. Um, so I always try to least restrictive approach always. So basically, I try positive approach. And if that doesn't work, maybe I take a different route. And if all else fails, I go into timeout mode. Um, mm. But I've only used timeout when Hudson was going through the hitting phase because I felt like it's not like I could have done anything else in that moment. He was either hitting because he wanted access to something, hitting because he was tired and couldn't express himself. Um, so I would try to give him, like, you know, I would never just treat it with just timeout. I would try to give him the skills to communicate better or, you know, tell him hitting hurts and all these things. And then when all else fails and I gave him ample warning, like, if you hit me again, you're going in timeout. And I think that's right. important. The warning needs to be there. If you do this, mm. this is what's going to happen. And if you have a kid that's able to confirm that they understand that information, I think it's important that they do. So I like, you know, even now, I'm like, Hudson, if you don't clean up your toys, I'm putting that whatever car he's playing with on timeout for the rest of the day, meaning you're not going to have access to the car for the rest of the day if you just leave it on the floor. And I'm right. like, what's going to happen if you don't clean up your toys? And he'll repeat it back to me. So if you have a kiddo that can repeat something back to you or even just the blip of the phrase to confirm back their understanding, I think that's important before you implement the consequence if they don't follow through. Right. Um, but like I mentioned, I've always was like, if you hit me one more time, you're going in timeout. And again, I would use it as a last resort. And now, like, I can't even remember the last time Hudson's ever been in timeout. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I'll even say, if Hudson, if you don't listen, because it actually happened today at Christine's house, like, I try to give choices, I try to redirect, I try to distract, I try all these little tools, and if it doesn't work, I give a last warning, okay, if we don't do good listening right now, you're going to go in timeout. What's going to happen? Okay. Like, I'll go in timeout, and like, right. And he, like, he straightens up right then and there, in that moment, as soon as I say that. Hmm. Yeah. All right, I like that. Again, there are elements to it. If they're really exhausted, it doesn't matter what the consequences. They're out of their mind tired. Right. You know. Right. And that's a big component of it, I think, too. Well, yeah. So I think I think you you raise a good point. We have to be consistent. We can't give them attention, even if it's yelling, even if they're trying to get out of timeout. There should be no eye contact or conversation about it. You're just physically redirecting them lightly back to their area. Um, like the, I think the best example is if you watch Nanny Nine One One. I think she does yes. a really good job. Is that still still on? I don't, I don't know think like so. Do you think she was beating the kids? Just <laughs> I was like done. there were times I'm like, how is she holding it together? I gotta tell you, it was pretty shocking. You know, I think it comes down to this, and I, Christine, Christine could probably agree with me as a parent with my own child. There's days I have absolutely no patience. Like, oh, I have to find patience same. from the heavens above to get right. through the day. And I actually sometimes walk away where I'm like, Hudson, you're really annoying me right now. I'm going to walk away because I don't want to yell at you. Wait, but that's like your kid. 
How did this woman do this with all these kids? No, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. When it comes to not my kids, I have right. all the patience in the world. Really? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I had patience, but that level of patience, I don't think so. I didn't know. Well, I mean, we deal with a lot of problem behaviors in our profession, and honestly, it does not even phase me. Oh. But yeah. if it were to happen at home, I would be like not even remotely close to the same level of level-headed person that I am when I'm working with kids that are not my own. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Christine, don't you agree? Oh, totally. Definitely, definitely have more patience when it's not at your own home and with your own child. Yeah, because you could check out, you know? Right, that's true. You can check out, so I think my son's actually asking for something right now as we speak. Oh, he's asking for pants. <laughs> pants? Pants are good. That's a yeah. good request. Pants, yeah. pants are optional, though, to be yeah. honest. We have him sleeping in his undies now. Oh, Rose, he's a big boy. He's going pee-pee in the potty now. Wow. That is pretty amazing. I know. I'm so, and this, I want to segue to this real quick for parents listening that may be frustrated with potty training. I'm going to tell you as both a professional and as a mom. So I will have to say. And maybe Christine can agree to hear too, because she can, can relate as a professional. I beat myself up more as a mom when my kid does a, isn't getting something or B isn't acting appropriately because I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like, I feel like it only is almost a reflection of my professional abilities. Meanwhile, Mm. I know as a professional that I'm effective, but as a parent, I'm like, how's this happening? How come I can't get this under control? Like, right. If I can help other families with their situation, why can't I help my own? And right. it truly is when it's your home in your when you're living it, it's a different animal, um, right? Because you're not going to be on point twenty four seven. You're just not. Right. Whereas when you go into a home as a professional, like you got your A game on, of course you're going to be awesome. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um. So with the potty training, amongst other five hundred billion other things that Hudson. I mean, went through, but it was all developmental. Again, new mom. I wasn't sure. I always thought the worst. Um, but with the potty training, I had tried two other times. Once when he was like 21 months old and I was trying a procedure that was, I would say, pretty strong-handed, if you will. In high- and then I realized like after like a day and a half I was like you know what he's gonna find this aversive I'm gonna cut it short plus he was due to get that surgery remember the opiopexy whatever mm-hmm. so I was like we may even have like a regression after that why am I putting him through this then I revisited it again during this quarantine because I was like what better time to do this we're home and again he found it so aversive crying the whole nine and I was like this just doesn't feel right and I was like mm. I'm just I'm just going to leave this alone for a little bit and I'm going to come back to it. But part of me felt so defeated because, again, as a professional, I would be able to potty train another child. Right. And I was just like, I just don't get it. And I know it's a little different when you're working with a neurotypical child. It's a little different. Um, but I was just still, like, completely baffled because to me, behavior is behavior. I'm like, I don't get it. He's developmentally ready. Like, what's the issue here? Right. So again, I took a back seat to it. So I was like, he's already having, you know, TMI, but this is a show from parents. But my kid has major constipation issues. And I was like, do I really want to escalate that in the middle of a quarantine? I can't go to a doctor right, right. now. Right. 
Right. So again, I pulled the plug after like day two. And then I just regrouped recently. It was like two weeks ago, I think. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get him a potty because I was trying to get him to go in the regular potty. So I was like, I'm just going to get him a kid potty. I'm going to try the ch- sticker chart thing, the whole thing that I was doing before and have a conversation with him about it. I did the books before, but I revisited the books. And this time, even though he wasn't like 100% all the time gung-ho about it, he didn't find it like he wasn't crying and having a fit over it. And then he ended up loving it. Mm, okay. But he was never the kid that showed interest. He was never like, oh, I want to do learn how to, I want to be a big boy. I want to do pee-pee in the potty. If anything, he was like, no, I want to wear diapers. I don't want to be a big boy. This is what he was telling me. <laughs> so I was like, what do I do now? Because kids usually show interest and then you know they're ready. They'll, right. They'll tell you, I don't like being wet. I don't want to wear this diaper. Or, oh, I want to do pee-pee in the potty like you. Like, but he didn't have any of that. He had, he didn't give a rat's ass about it. If Hudson is such a habit creature of habit that he could probably wouldn't wear a diaper until God knows when. Right. Well, some kids are like that. I mean, Kayla had no issue with the sensation. Tyler did not feel comfortable. Like Tyler just had to, he could not sit in a diaper at all. So I think it really depends. So he was like motivated to do it because he wanted to be dry out of a diaper. Yeah. That was his sensory issues too. Yeah. You know, where Kayla didn't have sensory issues, so she didn't. Yeah. So he was motivated by that. Whereas Hudson was not. There was nothing that was potent enough. Like I was dangling all the carrots. Right. And nothing. Even though now he's like, I'll take that marshmallow. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's Um, ready. Now he's ready. So well, now- I definitely think we need to have this as a topic for another yeah. time because I do think that I I actually did it two different ways with my kid. And I had heard things like don't use rewards or like toys yeah. and things like that. And I did do that with one and I didn't do it with the other. And I definitely think that's something yeah. that we could talk about as definitely. far as Definitely. Like- like, uh, yeah, a more complete topic. Yes, we could definitely table that, but I agree with you. I've heard, don't reward, don't this, don't that. Right. I'm, I'm a or don't reward with food, and then yeah. don't reward with toys, and things, yeah, yeah different. We'll definitely table that, Um, and we'll talk about, like, yes, I agree with it to some degree, but disagree on other, in other ways. Right, right. So, so Christine, did we kind of help you, or did you have a specific question on that? Um, No, you guys helped. My issue is um, hitting. Mm. So um, that's what we're dealing with now. So that's another, you, that's another good topic, too. Actually. Yeah. Are you using time how? Well, I know I should be consistent, but I am not. I will admit it. And we were in the beginning, and then I just stop putting him in timeout and instead I would just reprimand him and that's not working. Yesterday I pretended to cry as if he hurt me and Aww. he got so upset like I felt bad but it stopped him because again he hit me again today so I should have brought my book to you The Hitting Hurts. I used to read that every oh. single day. Oh that's actually good. To Hudson, and then we would say, "What do we use our hands for?" And da da da. da. And I also find like that that 
occurs a lot during it's the transition time. Yeah, yes. it's when, when they I... start to learn to talk and it's just yes. right. And they're, you know, yes. struggling he's with not getting the words out. Coming up to me and hitting me. He's hitting me when he's upset because yeah. a task is finished or he doesn't get access to what he wants and I tell him no. That's when he's hitting. It's not just you know, right. random right. Yeah. laughing out. It's definitely a rite of passage for his age. I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, I know not all kids end up hitting, uh, but it's very common. And it's one of those things, again, like coming back to this, and hitting could be another topic. Coming back to as a behaviorist, I was feeling defeated because I was like, how is this? How can I not be able to address this? And even though you may feel like what you're doing doesn't work, eventually it clicks because they're developmentally ready. Right. 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 Like, and that has been the, the theme. Theme. Yep. Through all of this. Like, I get myself in a tizzy about something. And by the time I'm done stressing about it, it's gone. Right. And I'm like, oh, well, I could have sat here and done nothing and it would have gone away anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, I actually had a parent text me today, like, oh, this is the new thing that the kid's doing. And she sends me a picture. And I said, okay, let's give it a week or two. And then if it persists, we'll address it. Because the kids at that age where there's always going to be something new and we're going right. to put an intervention in place. By the time we put it in, put, implement it, it's going to be gone on its own. Right. You know, it's just that age. Right. There's so much going on. They're growing so fast. They're trying to understand the world at a speed that's like beyond our comprehension. And it all comes down to them not being able to like emotionally regulate, you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's what interesting. we're dealing with. So, yeah, uh-huh. I would do the maybe even show him some videos about hitting. I don't know. If Blippy has anything on that, but I'm sure you can find something on YouTube about that, like how, like what we use our hands for. Even the re- you can even find probably hands are not for hitting as a read aloud on YouTube. Yes, I think so. I think you can. Yeah. And then next that. time I see you, I'll bring you the books. I have feet are not for kicking and hands are not for hitting. Okay, great. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, Some adults can use that information. A hundred percent. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't even speak about what's going on in the world today. I know. It's crazy. Insane. Time. So I guess our takeaway message is timeout is effective when used properly and consistently. Yes, consistently. Shouldn't be your shouldn't be your go-to move for everything. No. You should exhaust all avenues of positive strategies and then if all else fails use the timeout but make sure the punishment fits the crime right right whereas rob is of late during quarantine because again you i'm sure our audience remembers that he does work full-time and he's been furloughed through this um so he's been home with us so he's no longer got the patience of a saint um so he he hits his go-to is to threaten you want to go timeout and i'm like no we're not putting him in timeout he doesn't mean it Right. I was like, I'm like Hudson's gonna gonna do the right thing, right, Hudson? And Hudson's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <It's> like worried, <laughs> poor kid. I know. So, but that's all I have to add on that topic. Oh my goodness, I'm being summoned. Do you hear the boss? He's yelling at me through the monitor. I <laughs> I love it. 
I sent Christina a video of him the other day. He was like screaming for me to come upstairs. Aw. Demanding. I love it. He's so cute. I don't know. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for the help, guys. I appreciate it. I hope we gave you some kind of clarity. You did. You definitely now I'm gonna I'm gonna go see if Flippy's got something and I'm gonna actually see if he has something for toothbrushing too because that's our other problem. Oh, oh there's so many things on toothbrushing on YouTube, like so many. Oh, my kid left left the bed. That this is a first. Oh, <laughs> oh he's escaping. He's looking for me because I went oh, I hear the door bedroom door opening. <gasps> he's gone. All right. All right. Yeah. So that is my cue. That's your cue. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.